1: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
2: Guess who has graced his team with his presence at Mandatory Minicamp? We get to that in just moments. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Canty and Carlin. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty in for Greeny today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Is Draymond Green actually doing more to harm his team than to help him, or is he... An evil genius that we're all not even considering at this point. <laughs>
3: good morning, Christopher. Good morning, Carlin. You know, we're in that in-between space right now with the weather where it's cool in the morning, but it gets oh. a, little, it's a little steamy in the afternoon, so I don't quite know what to wear. I got the button-down shirt, but I'm rolling up the sleeves Alan Hahn style. Mm. Somehow it doesn't feel natural to me. It doesn't feel like this is working for me.
2: Oh, but I have to say, you pull it off.
3: I pull it off. You look good. All right. All right, now now you're being a good teammate. You're not just being a nice no, guy. No, no, right? you
2: look good. You and know, it, because
3: a good teammate, he'll lie for you, but he'll never lie to put you. Put it this way: when I so look I need at, to make sure that you're telling me the truth. No,
2: when I look at you, I question what I'm doing every day. That's that's basically it. Got it. That's okay. how good you look. And re- right. we I'll take it as a compliment. Well, you yes, should. And we we're not even compliment. we're not even starting there. We've got one other place to start on this in between day with the NBA finals. Here we go.
1: Only one place to start.
2: And that has to be with some football because we've got a little extra time in between games, and mandatory mini camps are opening up for teams right now. You've got the Green Bay Packers among those teams that have their mandatory mini camp open. You have Aaron Donald getting a massive contract yesterday. You have an unexpected individual who is showing up for his team at mandatory minicamp. So we get to it all as we start with the NFL. And Chris, first of all, Aaron Donald gets 30 million a year in essence roughly for the next three years. The two-year extension tagged on with some dummy years. Now, I have to tell you, I, I, I know for a fact, having talked to people months ago out in L.A., that this was not a contract ploy at the beginning Mm -hmm. for Aaron Donald in terms of retiring. It may have been. We're getting toward the end of the season. It's been eight years. I'm getting my body beat up. Maybe I've had enough. But there was some real, real consideration when it came to retirement. Over the last few weeks, it seemed like, the last few months, I should say, it seemed like that contract became more of a probability with the Rams of getting it done. He is worth every single penny. And is it possible that the Rams, as Super Bowl champions, might be even better now than they were just a few months ago when they won the Super Bowl? I think the answer to that is yes.
3: I don't know if I'm going to take it that far because you still lost Von Miller and you lost Andrew Whitworth. And those are two huge pieces. And a big part of the identity of the Rams is being able to dominate the line of scrimmage. Now, I do like the fact that they went out in free agency, they signed Allen Robinson because, you know, they had to deal with Odell Beckham Jr.'s injury and his loss. And then, of course, they got Bobby Wagner on the other side of the ball. So Mm -hmm. I I like the fact that they've done some things uh, to upgrade their roster. But still, when I look at being able to consistently get pass rush and consistently dominate along the line of scrimmage, I I still think there's some show and prove. But I think having Aaron Donald back was a huge part of their offseason plan because if they didn't have AD Carlin – not only do I not think that they should be viewed as a favorite to win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl again, I would argue that I wouldn't even view them as the favorite to win their division without Aaron Donald on right. that team. So now that that piece of business is done, Sean McVay and Les Snead can look forward to the incremental improvements that they can make, the little tweaks that they can make on the roster going into training camp. But when I looked at the at what happened toward the end of the season and into
2: the Super Bowl, we saw Boom play a huge factor for them on the offensive line. He's back, and I think he's going to be able to help fill that Whitworth role. And Bobby Wagner is – we can't gloss over him as a player there. I think it is incredibly important. And the one thing we have seen from the Rams is – they will go and address a need in the middle of the season if they need to. Now, granted, when you say screw them picks, you start running out of picks to trade at some point. Not only
3: do you run out of picks to trade, you start running out of cap space too. Yes. Like, I mean, if Les Need is wearing a T-shirt that says F them picks on on the front of it, then on the back of that T-shirt is saying F the salary cap too. (laughs) Because you're paying veterans a lot of money, and it becomes a very expensive team seemingly overnight. Now, whoever the cap guy is in L.A., give him all the credit in the world because that guy is an evil genius in terms of being able to manipulate things and keep all of these players together. But, I mean, Los Angeles is doing the only thing that you would expect a championship contending team to do is spare no expense with trying to keep the group together and make several runs at a title.
2: Well, I think they're still up top, and the reason why is – couple of the other contenders and let's get to some straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless hey aaron Rodgers shows up for mandatory mini camp. that's a story the green bay packers chris i i look <laughs> at the betting lines right now and i understand it completely with what they have done during the regular season over the last several years yeah. and I, I, am i going to admit that there may be a little bit of a tinge of just animus toward the whole Aaron Rodgers drama over the last year and a half, maybe you're over it. Just maybe you're over it. But at the same time, when you really look at the picture of what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are, they're a paper tiger. They're they're a paper tiger to me. When you have a player in Devontae Adams that was getting an offer from the Packers that was at least very close to what. Uh, the Raiders gave him, you have to take into account that Nevada has no state income tax. They may have offered more, but whether or not that works out more, I'm not a math guy, really, Mm -hmm. okay? The bottom line is the money was pretty good at either place. And Devontae Adams said, think about this for a moment. Devontae Adams said, I would rather go and play with Derek Carr to have a better chance to win than to play with Aaron Rodgers. Carr being his college teammate, They obviously have chemistry right away. But the Raiders, who did a good job just to make the playoffs this past year, Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the sport, probably, close to it, decided he wanted to be somewhere else other than with one of the all-time greats at quarterback. Maybe we are just looking at the Packers and at Rodgers and completely turning a blind eye to what the truth is. And the truth is... He's not a playoff guy. He's 11 and 10 career, seven and nine since he won a Super Bowl, and they have only been to one Super Bowl. So he can put up all the numbers he wants. I think he's a paper tiger with what we saw in the postseason this past year, and I think that the Green Bay Packers are not nearly as good as uh, people may think. They may put up those numbers during the regular season. I think during the postseason, though. Aaron Rodgers is going to win another Super Bowl with Green Bay.
3: Well, it, it, here's the thing. I, I have a hard time saying that he's just a regular season quarterback and not a postseason quarterback after I saw him go on a run to win a Super Bowl as a wild card back in 2010. I, I can't. It's 12 years ago. I, and that's fair, but I can't unsee it. And so I think Green Bay is trying to turn back the clock and get back to what that team looked like, the complexion of that team when Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl, which was a a very talented defense and an offense that was capable of making plays, especially down and stretching on into the postseason. And and so I think that's what Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur are trying to do. Um, Whether that happens remains to be seen, but here's the thing we have to acknowledge with Aaron Rodgers. Having him as your quarterback gives you a ticket to the dance. You're going to be in the tournament, especially when you look at the NFC North. That's a low bar to clear, Carlin. You, I mean, they're yeah. going to sleepwalk their way to exactly. double Exactly. It's wins. a low bar to clear. That's my point. So if you can get into the postseason, you take your chances once you get to the playoffs. The question is, what will this team look like by the time they get to the playoffs? What will the relationship between Rodgers and those young receivers look like? What will the offensive line look like with some new pieces that are being shuffled along that front? What is the defense going to gel into? All of those things are relative unknowns, but again, they've got a long runway because they can figure this out on the fly in the regular season because of the division that they play in. It's similar to what we've seen for the New England Patriots back when they were dominating the AFC East, and there was nobody that was even sniffing the Patriots' for a division title. That's where the Green Bay Packers are at right now. That's why they gave Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year on a contract extension, and so it remains to be seen whether they're going to be rewarded in terms of the return on that investment. But if I'm looking at it, they're too close not to double down on Aaron Rodgers, a guy know, that won back-to-back MVPs. The philosophy
2: this sounds like is the New York Yankees in a lot of ways. It's get us to the postseason, we'll go win our 90-plus games, and then we'll see what happens. It's a crapshoot at that point. And
3: that philosophy has not worked out for them, and it has not worked out for the Green Bay Packers. Well, listen, I mean, you, you gotta, in order to win a championship, you've got to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, getting there matters. If you continue to get there, you're hoping that But what you do there matters you- more. No, yeah, but here's the thing. You're talking about betting on a guy that you've actually already seen hold up the Lombardi Trophy. So, it's not something that's far-fetched. A long time ago. Yeah, you can say it's a long time ago, but I mean, that's but the thing. But he situation. hasn't even gotten back
2: since to the game. Well,
3: Carlin, Luke, we live in a universe where the Los Angeles Rams traded two first-round draft picks for a quarterback that had been in the playoffs, what, three times and was 0-3? Mm-hmm. And he just turned around and won a Super Bowl, that being Matt Stafford. So... I can understand it if the franchise that drafted Aaron Rodgers that won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers will want to continue to try to see this through while a guy is still at the height of his powers. We can't ignore the fact that he was back-to-back MVPs. I don't like Aaron Rodgers in terms of how he's handled this thing. It ultimately cost him the best receiver in football in Devontae Adams who decided he wanted to get off the roller coaster. But I understand exactly where the Green Bay Packers organization is coming from. I get it, and I think they had to make this choice. Now, whether or not it ends up being the right choice – That's a debate for another day because we have to see how it plays out. And they have done
2: everything possible in the last year and a half to make him happy. And what he has done, in turn, is taken every dollar and seen. I mean, I can't think of another player on the level of Devontae Adams who was playing with a quarterback on the level of Aaron Rodgers who said, you know what, I'm good somewhere else. I'm going to go try to win somewhere else. Even in other sports, I mean, what's the closest argument you can make? Kyrie leaving LeBron? That's it.
3: That's it. Is there anything else? No, there's nothing that I can come up with. And if anybody else out there has anything, please call into the show because we'd love to hear it. But even with that situation with the Cleveland Cavaliers, Kyrie and LeBron, you're not talking about Kyrie being as dependent on LeBron as Devontae Adams is on Aaron Rodgers in terms of their individual success. You know what I mean? Kyrie Irving doesn't need, doesn't necessarily have to have LeBron James on the court in order to do his job. Mm -hmm. Devontae Adams has to have Aaron Rodgers on the field. Yep. And the fact that he's deciding, I'm going to leave a quarterback that's won back-to-back MVPs and go run with Derek Carr, who, I mean, no matter what your opinion on him is, is a lesser quarterback than Aaron Rodgers is. With all things being equal financially. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm, I'm essentially making the decision, I'm going to go play with a lesser quarterback, even though my job is is dependent on the quarterback getting me the football. That speaks volumes about the sports character of Aaron Rodgers. And if you're looking at it from our perspective, it's not necessarily a great place to be in if you're the Green Bay Packers betting on a guy that has you know some suspect decision-making when it comes to those types of things and trying to lead your team to another championship.
2: That's Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance makes bundling home and auto easy. Learn more at progressive.com. There is another big-time player who we weren't sure was going to show up at mandatory minicamp for his team, and he has. What that says about his future? In just moments. We also need to get a question or two answered regarding Chris Canty and his upcoming wedding later this year. And the fact that over the weekend, there was a moment in which I think he completely misread a situation. And it's a learning curve. I understand that. <laughs> I've been married 15 years. Chris hasn't been married yet. So it, it's, there, there are few things in life that I will know more about than you. But in this moment, I contend I'm right. But we're going to have somebody else settle. Yes,
3: yes. Somebody who would really know. Somebody who can be the voice of reason. Exactly. And
2: that's Diana Rossini. She is joining us next in addition to getting into all of the mini camps that are open now and all of the NFL. And as we said, one player we did not expect to show up who is in the building. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio.
4: Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
2: Is Chris Canty misreading a big situation? Very important, as his nuptials are approaching toward the end of the summer. We get an answer on that. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting out at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone It's Canty and Carlin filling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, also on SiriusXM Channel 80. ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini joining us in studio, giving us a straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So over the weekend, you're recently married. We have talked many times. You know that I value your opinion on life situations, but especially here, you're married two years now?
0: It'll be two years, yes.
2: Okay. So, Chris is getting married at the end of the summer. Lay out what you did on Saturday night.
3: So, Diana, one of the bridesmaids reached out to me because they wanted to have a surprise bridesmaids get-together because my fiancé didn't have a formal bachelorette party. And they all wanted to get together in the city and take her to dinner. So, they needed me to jump in on it to get my fiancé to the restaurant so they could then surprise her, which I did. Now, I stayed for the dinner, which ended up being four and a half hours and shutting down the lovely restaurant that Mike Greenberg recommended we go to. Um, Carlin thinks that I misplayed the situation because, in his opinion, what I should have done once we got to the restaurant, spoken to everybody, had a drink, and bounced. Now, I would contend that I did the right thing in staying there, even though I was the kid in the corner like I was in timeout because... I was there for support for my fiancé. I wanted to be a part of the group some way, some form, yeah. some fashion. And I also wanted to build up some anytime minutes, so to speak. Yeah. Some, get some capital points. Get some points, get yeah, some points yeah. with the fiancé. No, I hear you So, so I'm trying to figure out, did I make the right decision, or is Carlin right on this one in terms of his read?
0: That was a really bad decision by you. Nobody wanted you there. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wow. Nobody wanted you. It's the worst. I hate when my friends will show up to dinner for a girl's night and they'll bring their boyfriend or husband. And especially if you don't get a heads up on it and you're like, because the whole conversation changes with the man at the table. Mm. Now, my, my follow-up question to you, though, is did you pick up the bill?
3: I did not pick oh up the bill, God. but it's not, wow, it's but it's right not because, no, here's the thing. It's not because I didn't want to. One of the bridesmaids beat me to it. Now, providing a little context for this, they did have a brunch the next day, which I sat out of, so they had an opportunity to go out and have drinks the next day as well. Yes. So I was out of that one. But I was in attendance for the entirety of the dinner.
0: Let me ask you, though. Why did you want to stay? Like Because you felt that you needed to be around everybody. Well, you thought your fiancé wanted to hang out with you. Why? Did you not have anything else to do?
3: Well, uh, yes. The, the latter point, I had nothing <laughs> else to do. But then also, this was a spot that Greeny recommended. So I felt obligated yeah. to try to stalk the soft-shell crab. Ha-ha- I thought that I saw the menu.
2: Hang on. Back up a second. Yeah. Let's start with, did you want to stay?
3: Why are you going to put me on the spot like that? You know I didn't want to stay.
2: No, because it's you not. You know I didn't want to stay. There's nothing wrong with saying I that did, because I just told you I didn't, did, didn't want I you didn't, there. I
3: did not want to stay. I didn't want to stay, but I felt obligated to stay because I got her down there. Her friends are flying from all over yeah. the country. First time I'm meeting a lot of them. Yeah, so, so it was one, was one of those a- things where I wanted to stay. and It was just like because I felt like she would want me to get to know them because these are the people that mean the most to yeah. her. I and that- I was also hoping that I would build up some points.
0: First of all, I was very kind of you to, to even want to stay there. But I think your uh, presence was really only needed for maybe a cocktail or two. Okay. And then, ladies – You girls have fun. It's girls' night. And then you text your fiancé later and say, hey, uh, shoot me a text if you want me to come back out. If not, have the best time with the girls. Ops, also got you guys hotel rooms. You're all set. You have a spa in the morning as well. Everything paid for. Go relax. Ah, That's where I I messed up. I didn't have the 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 spa. I didn't
2: have the spa. On the way out the door, you could have pulled the maitre d' aside and said, take care of the dinner.
0: See, these are the things. See. Most of the men in my lives, they have the biggest hearts, but their yep. brains are so dull because they don't think this way. It's true. It's true. And, and here, and I, I love you guys. You know, I do. I come on the show all the time, and I go on a lot of different shows with with, with great hosts. And you guys always hit me up on NFL info. Stop with that. I know so much <laughs> about this stuff, and I will help.
3: Diana Rossini, relationship
2: guru. <laughs> all right, last last part of this. Did he score points? And if he did, what is the expiration date on those points, considering he is getting married at the end of the summer?
0: Look, I'm going to guess. I've spoken to you many of times. I've seen you in person. You won those friends over, mm-hmm. and there is no better feeling as a woman than when your girlfriends love your man because you just feel that you're that much special. So I bet you you crushed it, you killed it. But there was probably one, maybe the maid of honor, who's like, "Why is he here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, we want to talk about the exes and who's dating who and
0: nasty stuff." But uh, I, I, I think you're you're good to go. I bet you she adored the fact that you were
2: there. ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossing joining us, Canty and Carlin. Filling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Okay. Uh, the news of the morning is that Debo Samuel is showing up for mandatory minicamp for the San Francisco 49ers. So what is your read on this situation is he going to get his contract, or is he going to be elsewhere with the 49ers? All
0: right, I think everything is pointing in the right direction here. Kyle Shanahan actually said recently that that he expected Debo to show up here. So it's, it's As much as it's news because it was getting a little weird with him wanting a trade and not being happy, then some rumors that he didn't even want to live in the Bay Area anymore. Uh, so the fact that he's showing up. Now, what is he going to do? He'll probably just stand there, right? Because he doesn't want to get fined. Mm-hmm. Mandatory minicamp is, is a completely different beast, as you guys know, than OTAs when they're voluntary. So, I just think that the fact that he's he's you know he doesn't want to take the fine, he's willing to play ball a little bit. And John Lynch recently, in a public appearance, appearance, pretty much doubled down, saying, "I would be a fool to trade this man." Granted, we saw A.J. Brown get traded on draft night in the first night after the Tennessee Titans GM and head Co- coach, coach both said they weren't going to do it. Uh, this is a different scenario. They know with a young rookie quarterback – Trey Lance, They're going to need a player like Debo, who is the centerpiece of their offense to be on this team for them to be successful.
3: Diana, let's talk about the other 49er that a lot of people expect to be on the move this offseason. Jimmy Garoppolo, the word on the street is that he's going to be excused from their minicamp. What are you hearing about the timeline when they can expect to trade him, and what are some of the potential suitors that are going to be looking at Jimmy G in about a month or so?
0: Well, now, if you wanted to score points with your fiancé's friends, you should have brought Jimmy G to dinner there. (laughs) Uh, That would have scored a lot of points. Uh, That being said, uh, so so Jimmy G, of course, was excused from minicamp here, so he doesn't get fined, which is something the 49ers are doing probably in good faith. But also, what is Jimmy going to do? Just sit in meetings? He can't do anything. He's rehabbing the shoulder. And John Lynch, again, was pretty transparent. This is what I love about covering San Francisco. They don't they, they share a lot. They're comfortable with what they put out there because they're like, look, this is what we're thinking. This is what we're doing. And their thought is that the trademarker for Jimmy will speed up and pick up come training camp. And they think that's when he'll be dealt. And, and the feeling in San Francisco is that Jimmy won't be there. And I actually recently had a conversation with someone in San Francisco just to get more clarity. So when we're talking about this stuff, there's no confusion as to what their plan is. And I love the response. It was where are we not being clear here? Trey Lance is our starter. That's Mm. what we're building this team around. And it was, it was that simple. And then when you start to think about it, it's like, oh yeah, they're going with Trey Lance.
2: Dinah Rossini joining us, ESPN NFL insider. Okay. um, Aaron Donald gets his contract yesterday. Can the Rams be even better this year?
0: So you look at this Rams team last year, right? Matthew Stafford dealing with a little bit of injury during the season. Uh, Led the league in interceptions. Their defense ranked 15th. They, on paper, right, statistically, not really blowing you away there. And these guys go and figure out a way to win the Super Bowl. So now they got their guys back. They got Matthew Stafford now comfortable in this offense. His relationship with Sean McVay continued to grow. Um, Allen Robinson, now a key receiver on this team, who, you know, I think he's going to be there I don't want to call it a surprise edition. They obviously signed him and had interest in him because they know of his talent. But I think the rest of the world has been a little um Sort of left in the dark a little bit about mm-hmm. Allen Robinson because it's been a few seasons since we've really seen him have those back to back thousand-yard receiving years when he was good and then something happened, right? What well, was something just wasn't good. I don't know what it was. There's tons of little rumors about his relationship. Mitch with, Trubisky, yeah, has a little been his bit of Mitch, a little bit of Nagy, a little bit of all that, yeah. right? So I think he's gonna be refreshed and 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 I think he also feels a little something to prove here that he is a top guy. So uh I think as difficult as it is, and I've had many conversations over the years with Teddy Bruschi about how hard it is to go back-to-back, because it is so true, the Super Bowl hangover. Whether you win it or you go, there's something that comes with it afterwards for whatever reason, uh, meant something mentally, physically, who knows. I think that this Rams team, though, they are equipped to go
5: back.
3: Diana, there's a lot hanging over the Cleveland Browns organization right now, but what are the, I guess, ancillary issues that they're dealing with as a – You know, for trading for Deshaun Watson, is what to do with Baker Mayfield. They got minicamp next week. What what are you hearing about the expectations of Baker Mayfield being at minicamp?
0: So Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, stood in front of the media yesterday and was asked, is Baker showing up for mandatory minicamp? And he said he had no comments about it, which as soon as I I, I read that quote, I was thinking, why not just put it out there so everyone can move on? Because all of this is, I was just thinking, a, a distraction they don't need. Everybody knows the reality of the situation. Baker Mayfield doesn't want to be there. Mm. They don't want him anymore. They paid uh, Deshaun Watson tons of money to be there. Yes, we don't know the future of him. But why make this any more awkward than it needs to be? Baker's been rehabbing, uh, working on that shoulder because he he dealt with some injuries, as we know, towards the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And he's in a weird place. He's in a weird position, at least, right? Because if you're the player, wouldn't you want to – you probably want to play football. You probably want to be out there. But he's not wanted there anymore. He's not the guy. So, um, you know, if if I were to guess at this point, I think that the Cleveland Browns will wind up excusing Baker the way we just saw the 49ers excuse Jimmy Garoppolo or we saw the Houston Texans last year excuse Deshaun Watson.
3: Mm-hmm. So, Diana, just as a follow-up with yeah. that, because we're talking about the timeline for Jimmy G – Does Jimmy G's timeline affect Baker Mayfield and when the Cleveland Browns could potentially move him?
0: I mean, you got to figure that the market for the quarterbacks, it's not really – we'll call it a market. I mean, in terms of a need for a quarterback. It's not really going to open up until we get to training camp. When we start – I hate saying it – start seeing guys get hurt. Or perhaps maybe there's a a backup quarterback that's not playing at the level team wants and they're willing to do it. But remember, the difference – with with Cleveland is they don't want to pay anything of Baker Mayfield's guaranteed money of $18.6 million. Look, that could change, right? At some point, they may say, we can't deal with this anymore. And uh, Mary Kay Cabot, who's a great beat reporter for the Cleveland Browns, reported last weekend that they have no plans of cutting him. So if they're not going to cut him, what are they going to do with him? They're going to want to find a trade partner at some point and get something for him.
2: Awesome stuff, as usual, and we appreciate the insight. And once again... You don't get to 15 years of marriage like I have <laughs> by <laughs> accident. <laughs> I have learned how to, it took a while, but I have learned how to read situations.
3: Well, Diana, helped me see the error in my ways, big fella. Like, there are some things that, you know, you and I putting our heads together couldn't think of, but she effortlessly comes up with solutions to.
0: I would like to have a conversation with you before your wedding week, wedding week as well. I have a few ideas that I think would make it really nice okay, to Okay, yeah, sounds good.
1: I, I'm absolutely going to do that. All right, hey, think right. <laughs> Greeny, the podcast.
5: H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
2: Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your coverage so you only pay for what you need. A 24th plaintiff now filing suit against Deshaun Watson. A lot of the details are just not good at best. And it's getting uglier and uglier by the day with Watson. And it seems as if his own team is not helping him either. You know, as much as he was out in front saying he was completely not guilty of anything. You had Rusty Harden making some comments on the radio the other day.
3: Which did not help his cause, by the way. Not in
2: the least. How a lawyer gets on the air and says something isn't criminal, basically admitting that his client had done something along the way, especially when they have been uh, just so defiant to anything. Chris, I think that we are really going to be looking at an extended Absence here, and I know what the money is, and I know what the structure is. I believe there's a real chance we're not going to see Deshaun Watson for another year in this league.
3: Well, I, I don't know if I can go that far, Carlin, just because the criminal aspect to this case has essentially been put to bed. Right. So there but aren't going to be there aren't going to be any criminal charges. But one of the things that I was hesitant to do was to basically assume a level of guilt toward Deshaun Watson because of the sheer number of allegations and lawsuits filed. But after you're starting to get some of the uh, the reports and some of the details that are coming out from uh, these depositions and the women actually talking about their encounters with Deshaun Watson, one thing has become painfully clear to me. Deshaun Watson is not a victim in this situation. Deshaun Watson, whether, whether you want to say it rises to the level of criminal or not, did have some missteps some inappropriate behavior which have which put him in this situation. And I guess if you're the Cleveland Browns, this becomes increasingly uncomfortable because you're starting to see an uptick in the number of civil cases. And this is not something that's going to be put to bed anytime soon, even though you are talking about a suspension that's looming for the twenty twenty two season, Carlin. Whatever the suspension is, that's not going to be the end of it. Because Deshaun Watson has taken a stance where he's not going to settle these cases. And I'm no legal expert, but in listening to legal analysts talk about it, there's no way that Deshaun Watson is going to resolve 24 civil cases, 24 civil trials in 2022 and 2023. This thing is going to linger for another couple of years, which means headlines of this nature, surrounding your franchise quarterback, who you just guaranteed two hundred and thirty million dollars to, that 's got to be an uncomfortable place for Jimmy and D Haslam to be in, and they put themselves in it i i 'm sorry,
2: I blame them if I, I feel no sympathy for them whatsoever because they put themselves in it, they had every resource at their at their fingertips to f- exactly find out everything that happened, and they believed that they did. And what happened is that they handed over a ton of money and basically made it impossible for Deshaun Watson not to get all of that money at some point. And that, that to me, is a major problem. I just don't see where, that I, that I blame them completely for, I just don't see where the league, in all of the outward work that they do to show how much they do care about women and about domestic violence and about assault and all these kinds of things where you can have this volume of it going on and not take a real hardline stance toward Watson besides the fact that there's nothing criminal going on the sheer volume of it at this point the more that Rusty Hardin or Deshaun Watson speaks or the more of the details of their depositions which by the way there will be 24 individual depositions. Unbelievable. Uh, and a couple of them happened already. The more the words of those get out, the worse their case gets. I can't believe that they haven't tried harder to settle it other than the 100000 they supposedly offered, 22 of them uh, a month or two ago.
3: Yeah, well it was 23 of them they offered them $100,000 apiece and it seems like it's nothing but that's $2.3 million for somebody that... going to end up costing for 15 so, to 20 Well for somebody that, assume, that that's saying that they did nothing wrong. That's that's a hefty build afoot. So I, I can understand how this didn't get resolved, but at the end of it, you've got to have a little bit of awareness if you're an advisor to Deshaun Watson and say, this is not good for business. This is not good for your bottom line. And yeah, you just got a $230 million guaranteed contract, but you need to resume your NFL career. This is a player that hadn't played on the football field in an entire calendar year. And now we're talking about having another lengthy suspension on the horizon. I mean, Carlin, this is not a good place to be if you're Deshaun Watson. So I, I don't know how you settle it now if you didn't settle it months ago or even a year ago. Um, so it just seems like this is going to be one of those things that continues to drag out with the Cleveland Browns football team essentially being in limbo, not knowing when they're going to hit their franchise quarterback back.
2: and Carlin in for Graney on ESPN Radio. What's on your mind? It's brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. And the thing that's really on – My mind, for sure, is finding out the team that has been bet on more than any other through Caesar Sportsbook Mm. at the over-under for the upcoming NFL season, the New York Jets. Over five and a half is the most bet win total at most sportsbooks, including Caesar's Sportsbook. Jets over five and a half. And I have to tell you, I get it. I understand why people want to bet that over with everything the Jets have done this offseason, but it's still so, so risky when you really consider this boils down to one person, and that's Zach Wilson. He is 100% the biggest reason that the Jets are going to be over or under those five-and-a-half wins.
3: Yeah, but, Carlin, I got to say, when you start looking at the first half of the Jets' schedule for 2022, it's ugly. It's hard. It's ugly. I'm looking at the first nine games, Carlin, and I would probably assign one win, two of them, two at best. So you're talking about going into your bye week at two and seven at best? I mean, think about this. Listen to the teams. Go go down the list. you you got first game of the season at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Okay. You're on the road week two against the Cleveland Browns.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that's probably going to be Jacoby Brissett quarterback.
3: Yeah, potentially a winnable game. Right. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, Pittsburgh Steelers, Miami Dolphins, at the Green Bay Packers, at the Denver Broncos, the New England Patriots, the Buffalo Bills. God bless, good night. I don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be. Okay.
2: Pittsburgh is, we don't know what they're doing at quarterback to start the season, whether it'll be Pickett or Trubisky. Um, The Miami Dolphins are better. They're definitely better. The Dolphins are... The Jets, is that yeah. correct? Yeah. It's Still early in the year, so it's not like it's cold. Yeah. And
3: Chris, every single every single team on this on this schedule in the first nine weeks, save the Denver Broncos, had a winning record last year.
2: Yeah, but like the Patriots, I, I think it might be coming back down to earth. I can't hear any more about how Matt Why Jones, are we saying the Patriots are
3: coming back down to because I they were can't a playoff hear, team last I, year?
2: I, I, they were a playoff team, but barely, and then they got embarrassed.
3: They got their doors blown off in the playoffs. Okay, they got their doors blown off by the same team they actually beat in the regular season. I understand
2: that, but I, I look at the Patriots and I don't think that's an automatic loss for uh, the Jets Okay, and
3: listen, if you want to sink your money into that five and a half on the over for the Jets, God bless you. Go ahead and do it. I, I'm just simply saying, based on the beginning of that schedule, that's a rough start for a team. It's not easy. Especially, especially Especially a young upstart group, and a lot of a lot of those programs, when they're in this position, have to get confidence for those young players. I don't necessarily see a schedule that lends itself to those guys being able to build confidence early on. I don't. I, I get that, and I understand when you look at it
2: based off of last year's results, why we would think it's that it incredibly difficult. Mm. I think they have gotten better enough that if they get decent
3: quarterback play they should be able to win and i'm not gonna i don't think they're better than any of those teams that they're gonna play
2: i i don't think they're gonna win six or seven of those games to start but i think they could win four of those games to start if things go right it's gonna be fascinating
1: Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.
5: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.